You are listening to The John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now it is 12.06, and you're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, depetro.com. We are, um, why am I having uh, a little bit of a tricky time on, in fact, in, uh, in just trying to connect to our <laughs> my goodness why why would it be that way why can't i and i apologize folks i do the same thing every day to connect and do our facebook live stream <laughs> and and then all of a sudden um i i just don't know why all of a sudden it's, it's giving me, okay, this should be okay now, a hard time. It normally doesn't. Let me just do that, only because we have our FB crowd that is waiting. <clears throat> and then once, um, once we do that, we complete our, we are able to do the simulcast successfully. I recognize, someone could say, Juan, you realize you're on the radio. Yeah, I know I'm on the radio. Unlike some people, I am well aware that I am on the radio. So, and a good example of that was um, <clears throat> was yesterday. I was in the car, and uh, and folks, I'm a I'm a consumer of the product, and especially when I hear like there's going to be a new show, <clears throat> and um, it's it's remarkable the battle that is. Um, well, it's really not a battle, uh, but what has happened to WEI and. Um, because Felger and Maz are essentially the, you know, the best, I don't know how you wouldn't argue they're the best sports talk show in the afternoon, you know, Monday through Friday and so forth. And um, and I, I was in the car, and so I happened to put on, and then I heard a little bit of the new EEI show. They try to launch, and it's just such a mess. And it's like no wonder it's bombing. Um, I, I I don't know who these people are. I'd be willing to bet no one knows who they. Are. I mean, you, you're on radio, and then I saw so that on on Twitter. <coughs> excuse me. I saw that they have a video of it, and and then it, it's dawned on me that these individuals that they have, they probably have. No radio experience. And so they, they're just playing to the cameras. Now, if you're on television, if you're watching some of these shows on ESPN 1 or ESPN 2, and it's, you know, whatever it is with, um, anyhow, some of the, that I'm drawing a blank on some of, but some of the different people, right? Like you can see if it's, if it's Teddy Bruschi, the camera goes on him and it says Teddy Bruschi on the Chiron and so forth. But, but if you're on the radio and you're four voices, I mean, it's not that complicated. Let me just say hello. Hello there, one and all. There's Kathleen and Willie and Kathy. And there's our friend Len Miller. Thank you in advance, folks. Yes, Facebook is good. Thank you. There's our friend Jane Rice. Um, thank you in advance for all the stars. You're a big part. You are a big part of making the program work. <clears throat> I'm obviously, I'm going to talk about the latest with this Duxbury case. And I'm, I'm hearing from... So many new uh, listeners that have discovered the program, radio listeners now. Uh, let me just finish the thought on that. You know, when you, you look into, and I do, who, who are the successful, most successful people in this platform, which, which is radio? And, and I mean like of all time. <clears throat> in the, the most successful people, number one, Paul Harvey. Did Paul Harvey have three or four different people? No, no, no. It was one guy talking. Paul Harvey, stand by for news, right? One voice. Gil Gross used to fill in. It still wasn't the same. Number two, most successful person in the format. L. Rushbo, Rush Limbaugh. One voice. Did Rush have a sidekick? He would talk to Bo Snurdly off air, but it was off air. There was one voice. And he had a host of different fill-ins. 
And I know that when Rush was off, as soon as people heard this is so-and-so filling in, click, it, it was higher than 50% of the people would, would turn off, right? But it was one voice, one voice. <clears throat> Number three, most successful ever, Howard Stern. But by and large, it's Stern and Robin, two familiar voices. When you're a new listener to Stern, there was, you know, I remember moving to New York and there's a lot of voices to pick up on. Like, okay, that's Gary Baba Booey. That's, okay, that's the voice of Jackie the Joke Man at the time. Then became Artie Lang. That's the voice of Fred, who's the engineer. <clears throat> I, I don't listen anymore because he's on Sirius and I... Again, I'm not going to do a big thing about that. But my point is, by and large, the most successful, it, it's an identifiable voice. Now, granted, Scott Shannon came in, and he had the morning zoo. And it was, you know, an a, a ensemble of different voices. But he was the main player. He was the commanding host and voice. <clears throat> Years later, he added Patty Steele and so forth. But, but Shannon, who I know, was the main focal point. Imus, by and large, he operated off the triangle, right? Imus, Charles, Bernard, and sometimes Lou, and then or Mike Breen. But by and large, it was, it was really Imus and Charles. So my point is... So yesterday, it was kind of comical. I'm in the car, and um, <clears throat> coming from the courthouse, Dolan trial, I'm going to keep checking that, but I believe they still, they, they, now they have to start all over again, because one of the jurors, they had the alternates, and then they have the regular jurors, and then one of them is COVID. So they had to call the alternate juror to come in, and now they have to start deliberations all over again. <clears throat> but I'm in the car, and I'm pretty good on voices, right? I'm very good on vo- As a matter of fact, I'm very good on voices. I could, there were people that would call me, and when I would hear the voice, I could remember that that person had called me on the distinct manner of speaking from 10 years ago, even longer. Sometimes even like a, a fake caller that calls in, what have you. But anyhow, <clears throat> so I'm counting. They have... Three people in the studio, one's a female voice. <clears throat> They're stuck on the way to beat Felger and Mazes. We're going to have a female part of the show because that's what people really want to hear. You know what they're really saying? Well, we turn on TV and they have a female in the studio. That, that's television. <clears throat> this is radio. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it could work. One of the greatest radio reporters that covers the Yankees is Susan, Susan Waldman. It covers the Yankees, excuse me, for years on WFAN. But Susan Waldman was the beat reporter for the Yankees, not just some young person that, you know, follows the games and is in a fantasy football league. But anyhow, just to finish the point. So I count. They had so they had three people in studio and I don't know really the voices of these individuals, let alone they're never fully saying calling each other by name. Then they have the board up chiming in. Now you have four voices on the radio. Then they have a guest on the phone. I'm like, five voices? Like, what is... I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It is just, it, 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 was, it was impossible. It, I, I, I'm driving in the car. It, it was... I don't know what it was. It was like being like in a food court in a mall. Right? Like, you, I, I stopped at a food court, and these people are so loud and talking and... The food court's loud, and they're just talking over each other randomly. I had to get out of there. Or sometimes if you're down by, like, the gate at an airport and you can't leave and somebody's loud, what have you. But anyhow. Um, or people sometimes can be loud on a train, and they're talking loud amongst each other. I always end for the quiet car. But that said, <clears throat> what a cluster blank. Holy cow. I have no idea what their opinions are in sports. I, I have no idea. Now, granted, you turn on, it's Felger, it's Maz, Jim Murray, then they'll have Jimmy Stewart chime in, right? I mean, granted, over time, you learn the voices, but primarily, it's not, I have no idea who these people And you know what? I will not know who these people are. All right, let me get on track now.
What Boston radio? What a mess. Between that and I'm the Boston bulldozer in the war is a distraction from Hunter's laptop. I mean, I, are people actually listening to this? Oh, yeah, it's all a distraction. Putin's in on it with the two Bidens. He, he, I, I'm not going to go on a big thing because I want to talk about the Duxbury situation. There's a lot of new information on it. But uh, anyone that believes that, like, what, what is it? When, when I see Biden, he seems frail and fading, not this mastermind that him and Hunter and, and Putin are like sitting around playing poker, dividing the world. So, like, which is it? Is he the failing old man that always seems to go the wrong spot off the stage? Or, see, that's, you know, as someone said, that's the genius of it. It's all an act. Oh, it's an act. I don't think it's an act. I don't think it's an act. Yeah. Hunter Biden is on the phone with Putin saying, we need you to attack Ukraine as a distraction to the classified documents. What, what is frightening about that scenario is that some people actually believe it. <clears throat> people that have, have left reality. And, what, and one of them happens to be morning drive on a Boston radio show. So anyhow, but I am going to talk about the Duxbury situation. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro program is brought to you by Propane Plus. Call them today. Do you use propane? You do? Hey. Propane Plus, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. Propane Plus, online at propaneplus.com. Residential or commercial, put in your zip code. It's Propane Plus. Or you can call them at 401-885-4209. Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. For propane plus i'm going to talk about the duxbury situation it is it is beyond tragic there's a lot of new developments and there's also a lot of misinformation out there um i've been following the case we're going to continue to follow the case and again i one of the reasons that i like is i'm hearing from so many not only rhode island but massachusetts listeners like at least someone's talking about this as opposed to you know whatever that adam schiff is going to run for the Senate. Make sure you check out DePietro.com. We just posted Cranston PD Live. Episode 11 is now posted. Sorry for the delay. On the website, DePietro.com. And then Cranston PD Live tomorrow night, Friday night, live on the Facebook page, John DePietro Show. Remember, on the on-scene live stream, that is home of the noon report, which is this, one after dark, one on-scene, and Cranston PD Live. And I think we're going to add two more shows. All right. But the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue, West Warwick, lunch, dinner, drinks, and lounge. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Now, let me just check. We're standing by on the Dolan trial. <clears throat> that is the off-duty Pawtucket police officer. Um, I saw someone post, you know, make sure you tune to us in case... Uh, you know, I'll, I won't say I won't get into a big thing, but it was someone from another radio station. They haven't spent one second in the blanking courtroom. Not one person from the station. What? Why would we turn to you to find out? No one's even gone there. <clears throat> but anyhow, all right. Let me get to the latest. I, the the uh, jury is still out. I've seen Channel Ten there, and I've seen Channel Twelve there, and I've seen the Boston Globe there, Amanda Milkovitz, and I've seen Tom Mooney there, and then I've seen a couple of the uh, the independents, but I have not seen. The home of Captain Porkboy, put it that way. All right, where are we? Boston Globe. A lot of new developments with this case. And next time. And I think one part of this, because some people um, are commenting on it, and someone said to me, I, I can't believe that controversial story in the Boston Globe. As I'm on the Globe website right now, so everything's about, I get it, Bill O'Brien's coming back. I, I get it. There's some other stories out there. Did I somehow click on the sports element of it? I don't think so. Why am I just seeing everything about Bill O'Brien? Um, <laughs> what is happening, folks? All right, somehow the Globe app is off because all I'm getting is... is uh, no, I, I don't want. Here we go. 
No, I don't want Anna Walsh. Where are we? Uh, oh, you know, I'll come back to this. A breakfast place called Woke opened in Connecticut. Controversy soon followed. Critics were adamant the name was meant as a political statement and vowed to boycott. The owner said she was completely unaware how the term woke has been tied up with the culture wars. <laughs> All right, I want to get to, here it is. I'll get to the Duxbury mother. It's just so, let me just uh, finish out this story, though. Woke, breakfast and coffee. A new breakfast spot, quaint Connecticut town. Where is it? Woke, breakfast and coffee stirred controversy. The owner, completely unaware, it's been tied up. The name was meant to convey a familiar warning a familiar morning ritual, making a cope, cup of coffee to wake up. So I just feel so sad. I don't have any idea what's happening with the name. <clears throat> she immigrated to the United States from Mexico 17 years ago. Does not pay attention to some of the things going on. The name has sparked debate. One local Facebook group generating a number of heated comments. <clears throat> Longtime resident. Where is this in Connecticut? Uh... Coventry, Connecticut. All right, not Coventry, Rhode Island. Warm review. Woke breakfast. What a name for a restaurant. Way to get certain people to come to your place. Won't be going, said one person. They had to delete a number of hateful comments. In a separate group this month, this family is opening up. We're taking applications. A woman soon replied, is that really such a good idea? I don't know. The name's going to lose a lot of people. Eastern Connecticut has many small towns like Coventry that struggle to find a balance between economic development, blah, blah, blah. So, um, listen, it's it's somebody that didn't know about the word, apparently. I don't know what to mean. All right, here's the story, though, and I'll just give you the latest. Uh, Duxbury mother charged killing her children in a police guard now at Boston Hospital. <clears throat> the Duxbury woman who allegedly killed two of her young children seriously injured her infant son is under police guard at a Boston hospital in the wake of a murder charges filed against her. It is not immediately clear when or where Lindsay Clancy will be arraigned on a total of eight charges, two charges of murder. Ah, Clancy, 32 years old, injured herself, jumped out of the second floor window of her Duxbury home Tuesday night after she allegedly strangled her five-year-old daughter. Cora Clancy and her three-year-old son, Dawson Clancy. They are the names of the children. She's also accused of attempted strangulation of their seven-month-old son, whose name has not been made public by officials. He's being treated at Boston Children's Hospital. In a case where defendants are recovering from injuries, the hospital room becomes a courtroom. Judge, prosecutor, defense attorneys, members of the media stand near the defendant's bed and conduct the arraignment. Yikes. Alternatively, once Clancy recovers sufficiently to be released, she'll then be transported to the Plymouth courthouse to be arraigned there. Spokeswoman for uh, Plymouth District Attorney Tim Cruz told The Globe, no arrangement is scheduled right now. Cruz filed eight charges against Clancy on Wednesday said he could not begin to fathom the pain, the depths of pain the family must be feeling. Whew. The arrest warrant charges Clancy two counts of murder, three counts of strangulation or suffocation, three counts of assault battery with a dangerous weapon. The killing of the young children has rocked the South Shore town where Lindsay Clancy and her husband have lived since 2018. A candlelight vigil is going to be held tonight, 7 o'clock, Holy Family Chapel in Duxbury, um, a lot of the first responders are very upset with what they found. According to the DA, shortly after 6 o'clock, her husband called 911. He was coming back from picking up takeout after his wife jumped out a second-story window. Firefighters arrived to a horrifying scene, finding three children unconscious with obvious signs of trauma inside the home. Cora and Dawson were pronounced dead at the hospital while the infant boy was flown to Boston Tuesday night. On her Facebook page, Clancy wrote she works as a labor delivery nurse, Mass General. That is true. Details of her background appear to show a successful professional personal life. She and Patrick were married 2016 in Connecticut. 
She earned a biology degree from Quinnipiac. Um, she wrote on her Facebook page, I know it's not perfect, but it's life. Life is messy sometimes. No matter how hard you fight it, you fall, and it's scary. Except there's an upside to free-falling. It's a chance to give your friends to catch you. Loving mother of three children. Um, in, Ju- in July... She spoke openly in a Facebook post about her previous struggles with postpartum anxiety. She then wrote six weeks after the birth of her third child, she was feeling dialed in, focusing on exercise, nutrition, mindset, and made all the difference. The most recent photo from early November showed a bright-eyed, laughing baby boy wearing a winter cap and flannel shirt. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Now. Lindsay, uh, Lindsay Clancy's father-in-law, Chris Clancy, declined to comment. We're all heartbroken right now. Now, I want to get to the part about, now someone said about the, quote, controversial story that's in the Boston Globe that I think, how could a Duxbury mother allegedly kill her children? Experts say mental illness can, can distort thinking. Now, we have, or I have learned what, we, what I am hearing, I was able to communicate with a woman who lives in Duxbury. Her daughter has played with the young daughter, five years old, who was killed. <clears throat> we didn't have a lot of communication, but she told me that it started to kind of get around a little bit, that she was having some difficulties, but that that she was working at it, very intense counseling. It is also, this woman told me, that the husband was working from home, aware. So it sounds like she was, all these people, she, you got to get help. How do these people not get help? They're saying that she was trying to get help, very intense help. And they paint a picture and this story is disturbing. I'm about a Felice Fryer, who's a very good reporter, used to write for the Providence Journal, writes for the Boston Globe, who wrote it. But, um, but there are people posting like, oh, you know, she should go to prison for life. Or, um, and, I, and I get it because it's, it's, it, it's, it's hard to fathom. It is. It's hard to wrap your head around. But it sounds like that the husband left to go pick up the takeout. And, you know, all chaos ensued when he left. So there's a lot of unknowns here. It also sounds, and again, I'm not trying to play Dr. Phil here, Monday morning quarterback. Here's a question. If she was in this type of condition, and again, I I don't know, I don't have a degree in it, anything like that, but possibly someone like that should be committed. Maybe it was discussed. Maybe it happened. Maybe they ruled it out. I don't know. We don't know, I should say. We don't know. Right now, by all accounts, that little boy is still alive. I am horrified at these people that are posting online that they heard the little boy passed away. Now, he sounds like he's in very rough shape. But the last we heard, or I've seen, was that the little boy is still alive. Now, 1229. This Boston Globe story, listen, I, I think it's interesting. And these are people that are experts that deal with it. So um, I just got this email from this woman. Like, I'm surprised you are discussing that controversy. What, 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 why is it controversial? Because you, what, disagree with it? But, you know, there's always people like that. There's people like not, nothing should be discussed. None of this should be discussed. You know, that these are there are people around us that have this ostrich head in the sand attitude. Um, I was getting email from people. Stop talking about the Anna Walsh case. Let the police do their job. What are you talking about? She's a missing person. Stop talking about the Charlotte Lester case. They're frightened of news. And so they lash out at anyone discussing it. We're not going to talk about it. Imagine be growing up in that atmosphere. Now, speaking of Charlotte Lester, by the way, tomorrow, if you're listening right now or watching, and you follow the Charlotte Lester case, you know the main suspect, orange ski mask man, Mark Perkins. He attacked myself and Ladybug. She is still in the hospital. 
He will be in court tomorrow. The arraignment felony assault charge against myself and Ladybug. If you'd like to come, I posted a video about it. I'll post it again. It's free. Parking is free. Kent County Courthouse. Right down past the malls. Route 2. Um, I have a video where you can park in the garage. You get there at 9.15, you're out of there at 10 o'clock, but he will be there. I have these people that post, what happened to Charlotte? What's the latest with Charlotte? Hey, you care that much? You can come by the courthouse tomorrow. You can ask him. He'll be there with his attorney to be arraigned, by the way. This isn't a trial or anything. God forbid that someone like this actually goes on trial. He shouldn't even be out. He shouldn't even be out. I will be there. I don't have to be there, but I will be there. No, I, and I know Charlotte's family and friends are going to be there. This portion of the program is brought to you by Ameriprise Financial and our guy, Tom Bryan. Call today, 401-434-1510. Office is located at 400 Massoid Avenue in East Providence. You know, for over 125 years, Ameriprise Financial has provided advice for clients' unique goals, help millions of Americans retire on their terms when they want where they want, doing what they want. Ameriprise financial advisor Tom Bryan remains true to the vision, putting clients first. Put the strength of a leader retirement planning to work for you. Personal one-on-one relationship. Call right now. Free consultation. 401-434-1510. Before you end up with someone like George Santos investing your money. Or Bernie Madoff. Or some of these other scam people. Ameriprise. No, you're not going to make a quick fortune in crypto. 401-434-1510. Now, I want to read part of this Boston Globe story. Uh, I'm not doing it to upset anyone. There's no profanity here. If you're riding right now in the car and you have a child, you're not going to have to turn the dial, so to speak. But Uh, It seems beyond comprehension. A Duxbury woman has been charged with murdering two of her children, ages three and five. And her third, a seven-month-old, has been hospitalized with traumatic injuries. Neighbors say they never noticed anything unusual about the home with weathered shingles, swing set in the backyard. Indeed, little is known about what preceded the horrible occurrences Tuesday night. Authorities say Lindsay Clancy jumped out of a second-story window. What may have been a suicide attempt remains hospitalized. What would prompt a mother to do such a thing? Now, one mother that I did communicate with, I didn't speak to her. She saw one of my TikTok videos, contacted me, said her daughter has played with the little girl. And she wouldn't elaborate, but said at some point over the past few months... They would have the little girl who was killed to their home, but she, she wouldn't allow her daughter to go play at their home. She, she, she didn't elaborate as to why, and it was, it was somewhat of a brief conversation, so I didn't push it. But I find that interesting. Cheryl Myers, a psychology professor. This woman was thankful, thinking, what if my daughter had been there? I, I don't know. Psychology professor at Wright State University who studies mothers who take the lives of their children. Recalled one interview, one such woman also tried to self-harm, take her own life. The mother told her, see, this is like, it's hard to fathom this. This mother told her taking the life of her children felt logical because they were extensions of herself as if they were a limb. She couldn't die without taking her arm. She couldn't die without taking the kids. As a mother of a seven-month-old, Clancy was still in the year-long postpartum period. And she had revealed on social media she suffered from postpartum depression in the past. In rare cases, one out of two out of about 1,000 women, this progress can progress, excuse me, to psychosis. In which a woman's brain is hijacked. By a very serious illness that distorts reality, prompts actions they would never take if healthy. Dr. Susan Hatters Friedman, professor, Case Western Reserve University, whose research parents take the lives of their own children, talked about the different motives that they fall into. This comes into 
and it's it's very odd. I admit, right now at twelve thirty six, don't strike out at the messenger here. Murder out of love, as strange as it sounds. The parent may have delusions that the child faces a fate worse than death, kidnap, murder, and believes killing them gently is preferable. Um, at the end of the Second World War, Japanese parents went through that for fear the Americans. Part of this was because the Japanese government were telling them. They thought the Americans were going to take and boil and eat their children. I know it sounds, it is gruesome. And then that's why they were then taking their own life and throwing them off cliffs. Parents who are planning suicide may not want to leave the child in a world they perceive too horrible to live in. In the acutely psychotic cases, a parent may think God is commanding them. Ah, people are stunned by it. Of course, often the mother is known perfect loving. Mothers are often described quintessential moms, definition of a good mom. That's what's shocking. Such women are not secretly evil. Instead, mental illness, some kind gets a grip on them. When their identities are so enmeshed with that of their children, they take steps that in the disoriented thinking seems best for the children. Why would women who, lo- who loved her children kill them, said the professor? She killed them because she loved them. It's hard to understand. It's actually incomprehensible to understand. I admit that. It is incomprehensible. Now, the defining factor for women who did this were a lack of social support. This ought to make the family feel better. She recalled meeting a woman, listen to this, who confessed during a major life crisis. Again, I want to give full credit. This is Boston Globe, Felice Fryer. I, she was a reporter at the Journal. I have followed her work for years. She had prepared this woman to take the life of her children and herself by poisoning their ice cream. Just before she served it, her pastor called to see how she was doing. By the time the conversation ended, the ice cream had melted and the plans for murder dissipated. Cases like the Duxbury killings are rare but unforgettable, no doubt. Everyone remembers Susan Smith, 1994, drove her two young children into a lake. Now, that's because, though, there was a guy she wanted to date that wasn't, too crazy about the kids. And then, of course, Andrea Yates. Bathtub 2001 drowned her five children. Yates was a devoted mother, homeschooled her children. She suffered postpartum psychosis. How about this? In Canada and the United Kingdom, a woman cannot be convicted of first-degree murder if she kills her child during a postpartum period. In the United States, mothers get harsh sentences. One of the professors, listen to this, finds it concerning that the Duxbury mother was charged with murder. If she had postpartum psychosis, she had no control over what she was doing. Do you think this sure sounds? And I'm not, but this, if all of this is proven to be true, it sure sounds that it could play that way in a courtroom. Postpartum depression, which is triggered by hormonal changes after pregnancy, is more common than postpartum psychosis. Both can be averted with treatment if doctors watch for the warning signs throughout pregnancy and after birth. People who already suffer from a mental illness, such as bipolar disorder, who are postpartum depression, are at greater risk. Very serious condition. It's more than just being sad or crying from time to time. Symptoms of depression include persistent sadness, barely getting out of bed, crying all the time, difficulty with eating, sleep, and concentration. Psychosis involves delusional or disordered thinking and hallucinations. Someone uh, sent me a message questioning if somehow she stopped taking her medication. We don't know that. Was she on medication? We don't know that. She worked at a hospital. All unknown. It's a life crisis to have a baby under a year old and have some other children. You're really at high risk of burning out. And if you have your own psychiatric disorder and you don't have help, your kids could be difficult, just normal difficult. It can drive you to the point of becoming psychotic. Excellent article. Boston Globe. Listen, folks, I, um, 
We like to deal. 1241, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I'm not, some people may dismiss that. I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not Dr. Phil. I'm not trying to win people over. I think it's, it's an interesting story. Very well written. These are experts. I've already seen some comments of people saying, I don't care. Life in prison. One woman was putting a post, should be the death penalty. I'm, I'm just saying, well, we, we need to learn out. Now, obviously, something broke down here. And as I've mentioned, we've heard they, they people have been saying, you know, you got to reach out for help. Isn't this terrible? I mean, by all accounts, I, we're learning that she was seeking help. And if the husband was working from home to help out, it sounds as if they were doing, maybe following doctor's orders. She is a nurse, by the way. I mean, I also want to point out to people, there's still a lot here that we don't know, um, such as, you know, was she still, was she on leave? When was the last time she saw a doctor? When was the last time she saw a doctor? Was she on medication? Did the medication have a certain effect on her? Did she stop taking the medication? Now, again, not trying to Monday morning quarterback here in any way. But it sounds as if whoever, if she was being treated, if she was being treated, What was the evaluation that the doctor or doctors, whoever she was seeing, if all of this pans out for therapy, treatment, if it proves true, what was it that they saw or heard or observed, what have you, that led them to believe she still was safe to be at home around her children? You know, there's a... um, there's a great episode of, well, I, I think so. I, listen, I like The Sopranos. I thought it was different. Uh, Tony Soprano going to Dr. Melfi, right? And there, there's that episode where Tony had gotten involved with uh, Annabelle Sierra. And she, she works at a Mercedes dealership. And um, and then he learns that she's also actually a patient of Dr. Melfi. Well, anyhow, if you if you've seen the episodes at some point. Tony learns that um, whatever her name was, that she she took her own life. I think even has dreams about it. And so and then when he was there one night, he left and she was threatening she was going to do it. So, but then there's a scene where he he confronts Dr. Melfi about this. And Dr. Melfi, you know, says, listen, it's brutal when I have patients like that. I I deal with people and the entire time I'm dealing with them, I'm trying to treat. And I recognize folks right now, this is not a light conversation at 1244. But, But Dr. Melfi says, listen. I deal with people and I try to treat them and the entire time they are threatening to to harm themselves or they have tried to harm themselves. And, and, you know, it, it, but it sometimes it, it just doesn't work. The people for, and it's so terrible, right? It just is. And for whatever reason, there seems to be an uptick in this right now. So my point is, and these are some things we may never know. Unless there's a trial or how it comes out. But I think there's so many people jumping the gun here of, you know, God, you know, I saw someone post. It's terrible that our friends and family weren't there for her. You don't know that. You don't know that. They, that we, we don't know the final weekend. We don't know what led up to the Tuesday night. We don't know what the husband, maybe there was progress. We don't. How do you put po- up? Oh, people got to learn to reach out for help. Well, how do you know that they weren't? Supposedly, she was in very intensive treatment for this. But something broke down. Right. Something broke down. 
it, it also, it's another, I mean, this is the South Shore of Massachusetts. And if, if trouble, if things happen in threes, I don't even want to know what the next thing is going to be. First, you have Anna Walsh and Brian Walsh. Uh, mommy won't be down for breakfast, kids. Hold on. Let me go on. Let me borrow your iPad to go on Google here. First, you have, we have, you have that. And that story seems, it's, it's just hard to imagine, right? If someone broke into your home and you had a weapon and someone shot an intruder, I, I don't know how hard, I mean, I think people kind of visualize, listen, if I was in my house and I had a gun and someone broke in and was going to hurt me, I'd shoot them. But this, the Walsh thing is one thing with Brian Walsh and killing her and then the dismember. But this... This goes into a different direction. So, you know, maybe right now, and again, not trying to be Dr. Phil here, folks, not doing a preachy program, but it's, you know, I, I, and I'm not going to try to say teachable moment, but is it possible that there is just on the odds and numbers somebody else out there who is also like right on the edge without having all the details, the backstory, 48 hours to 24 hours to the final hour, they will come up with a timeline. You know, what, what, what was her movements, actions, when she see the doctor, week before, the weekend, leading into Monday, Tuesday night. I mean, it, it sounds, I mean, and again, and I'm not saying this for the poor, but it sounds like if the husband had not gone for takeout. I don't know. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro, meaning that it was so serious, she could not be left alone with herself or the children. That is the level it got to. Could not be left alone. She then did harm herself. Could not be left alone. However short amount of time it took for him to go to the pizza place and pick up or whatever they were ordering the takeout and come home that i mean that is just brutal this portion of the program folks is brought to you by atmed urgent care now remember if you have an emergency atmed urgent care immunization they specialize in ambulatory medicine they are the cost efficient healthcare alternative hospital based emergencies atmed urgent care two locations 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, right in the Atwood Medical Center, and 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, at Med Urgent Care. And if you're ever in a car accident, a lot of emergency rooms won't take you anymore. People want to just go get checked out. A lot of emergency rooms say, no, no, we're too backed up with COVID and the flu. At Med will. So whether it's minor surgical, walk-in routine, urgent care, work-related injuries, stitches, whatever it is. When I have visited both locations, AtMed, A-T-M-E-D, AtMed Urgent Care, when I visited both locations, boom, they saw me both times in less than 30 minutes. 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston and 5750 Post Road East Greenwich, AtMed Urgent Care. Folks, don't forget, visit our website, dpetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, and dpetro.com, which is brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. When your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. If you can hear my voice... He'll fix your appliance, 401-710-7096. Are your washing machines not working? What, are you going to lug it into the shop? No, he'll come to your home. I've had him in my home. 401-710-7096. He, how many appliances has he fixed? Do I really have to admit this? Dryer, yes. I don't know if he's fixed the washing machine. He might have, but definitely dishwasher. Uh, we had a problem with the refrigerator. Who knows? Wouldn't close properly. The ice machine wasn't working. He even fixed, he and his father fixed the uh, microwave. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. He'll come on Saturday. He also, I mean, listen, I'm just not inclined that way. He he fixed these things pretty quickly. 401-710-7096. If you need an appliance fixed in and you can't remember the name, contact me and I'll give you the name. By the way, if I ever mention one of our tremendous sponsors, 
and for whatever reason you can't remember the name, just go to the website, dipetro.com. There's a bar that says Contact John. Click on it, and I'd gladly tell you who it is. Um, If you want to reach me, by the way, if you'd like to reach me, go to the website, dipetro.com, and then you can just hit click Contact John. Someone contacted me the other day. We need oil. Their business. Who's that oil company I mentioned? I said, I'm glad you asked. Matthews Oil Company. 401-942-7500. They said, yeah, but do they do 24-hour? I said, 24-hour emergency service, trusted oil delivery. 401-942-7500. Matthews Oil Company. Are they new? Well, they've been around four generations. I wouldn't exactly call them new. Premier dealer, Rhode Island, highest quality heating fuels, Matthews Oil Company. And they do have a budget plan for those that say, hey, wait a minute, Juan, I can't. How much is this going to cost me? Just call them. All right. 401-942-7500 for Matthews Oil Company. Now, I do want to monitor the news. Right now, it is um, 1252 on this uh, Thursday. Let me just check. I just want to make sure that the jury is not coming back. They're not um, in the Dolan trial, which we have covered extensively. He was the off-duty Pawtucket police officer. Unlike some members of the media, I have been in court. I have spoken to the prosecutors. I know the judge. I went to grammar school with the judge. I've spoken with his defense attorney. We talked about it last hour with our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd. Judge orders release of footage showing the hammer attack on Paul Pelosi. All right, we're going to have to wait on that. Next next hour... um, do I, how do I get that? Okay. Am I following them? I don't, I don't need to unfollow. All right. Um, next hour, I, I'm also going to just touch on the situation in Ukraine. I, I got an email from someone said, am I thinking of going back? No, I'm not, actually. That was enough. Ukraine on a new missile barrage, now pushing for F-16s. Whoa. Predicts attacks on Russian cities. Moscow officials are defecting. The man who may challenge Putin. World War III fears grow. Battle gets bloodier. I'll I'll talk next hour why that's not going to happen. Listen, we have superior weapons. The United States, we do. Whether people realize or not, unlike the Boston bulldozer, is this a distraction from the laptop. No, it is not a blanking distraction from the laptop, you idiot. It is a maniac in the form of Putin. He's been building to this for years. <clears throat> he doesn't sound well. We have exposed. Hey, you know what happens when Ukraine gets the weapons we're delivering? They win. This is a winnable war. Wouldn't it be great? To get rid of Putin and defeat Russia. They are not our ally. He is evil. We're going to defeat them. We're even putting pressure on Germany to make sure it happens. So, but I'll talk about that a little bit next hour. Is this a distraction on the, no, it is not a, yeah, it's a distraction on the documents. Boston bulldozer, Boston BSer. God, who would listen to this nonsense? God almighty. It's like a cult. Yeah, Putin is in a room with the two Bidens. They're actually masterminds. Nothing not. Someone I I won't identify who, but someone I was speaking with yesterday said, you know, I saw the president on speech. He reminds me of when he would go and see his grandmother in a senior living center and how just the looking around and kind of lost. And yeah, that's him. 
It's all an act, says the Boston bulldozer. He and Hunter are globalists running the world with Putin. Yeah, keep thinking that. <laughs> My God. Ugh. If this talk upsets you and you're threatening never to listen again, that is music to my blanking ears. Because those people that believe that type of stuff are social misfits that uh, I, I have no use for at all. Oh, my God. You know, I'm actually still getting email from these people. You watch any day now. They're going to reverse the 2020 election. Trump's going to be, oh, okay. Yeah, he doesn't even think that. But keep keep clicking on those stories and keep donating, more importantly. Oh, yeah, they're going to overturn the, who's going to do it? You know, there's a lot of mental illness out there. I don't know whether it's the pandemic, after effects, or or what it is. But there's no shortage of people that, and I don't know, by the way. If they've always lost their mind, or it's rather recent that they lost their mind. But without question, they have lost their mind. I love that. I'm never listening to you again. Thank you. I appreciate that. Good. One less Looney Tune. Ugh. Um, where was I? Boom, boom, boom. Staying on target. We will talk about Duxbury. I'll play some more sound next hour. I recognize some people are are not going to gauge that. I and I agree. It's it is. It's hard to fathom. No doubt about it. It is. I can't. I can't wrap my head around it either. I can't. I know some I and I'm not I'm not going to go with the analogies or blah blah blah. Oh, I just took one of the New York Post Midtown tragedy. Financier who fatally plunged New York City rooftop bar. Adidas, Connecticut data three. Man plunged to his death from Manhattan rooftop bar has been identified. Dale Cheney, dad of three, financier who launched his own Connecticut-based investment firm. Where did he jump from? Bar 54 at the Hyatt-centric Times Square. Now, that's someone that jumped from a high rooftop near 7th Avenue. Landed on the street, pronounced dead. Of course it was. Good Good-looking young guy, suspected suicide, founded T Street Capital, 2013 in Darien, which is beautiful. Wow. Very nice section of Connecticut, right next to New Canaan. True, 40 miles north northeast of Manhattan. I think it might be a little bit farther, but right around there. Whew. Board member. Um, is this another money thing? He lived in a sprawling six-bedroom, seven-bathroom apartment. Apartment? In New Canaan. 81 here. Oh, wait a minute. He lived in a sprawling six-bedroom, seven-bathroom apartment in New Canaan. 8,100-square-foot home. Estimated value, $3.8 million. Three children in their late teens and early 20s. Man jumped off the building. Oh, my goodness. In October, an aspiring model from Queens fell from bar 54 for hitting a 27th floor balcony. All this depressing news. All right. Right now, it is 1259. Here's what we're going to do. We are going to break for the one o'clock news 